for another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron, and we are on Numbers 11. I'm calling this, I Won't Complain, and you will see what I'm talking about here shortly. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for this amazing word. That it's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. That it divides between soul and the spirit. It's a double-edged sword, yeah, cutting us. Cutting us, doing surgery on us, and making us more like you so we can conform into the image of Christ so that we can renew our mind daily. Help us to learn something new from this word and apply it to our everyday life. Continue to surround us with your angels, Lord, as we go throughout our day. Protect our minds, protect our hearts, protect our souls, our spirits, God. Pray that we would not be afraid, that you'd not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, and lastly, help us to not complain, even though I can identify and a lot of us can probably identify with the children of Israel. Help us to not be complainers, but thank you to thank you while we're in the wilderness. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. I won't complain. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I look around and look my life over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. Yes, that's one of my favorite all-time songs. Here we go. Complaints about hardship. Now, the people began complaining openly before the Lord about hardship. When the Lord heard, his anger burned, and fire from the Lord blazed among them and consumed the outskirts of the camp. You notice he says the outskirts of the camp. Not he could have burned the actual camp, but God's grace only burned on the outside of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses and he prayed to the Lord and the fire died down. So once again, Moses interceded. Intercession. By Moses. So that place was named Taborah because the Lord's fire had blazed among them. Let's keep going. Wow, that's funny. Um, I just noticed something in one of my other broadcasts. Complaints about food. The riffraff among them. I love that word, riffraff. The riffraff among them had a strong craving for other food. The Israelites wept again and said, who will feed us meat? And once again, I've said this before in the last episode when I did this on uh, IG Live, but riffraff is just another word for mixed multitude. But I like riffraff better. The riffraff among them had a strong craving for other food. The Israelites wept again and said, this is after the fire burned and Moses interceded for them so the fire would go away because they were scared. Now they start complaining again. Who will feed us meat? We remember the free fish we ate in Egypt, along with the cucumbers, 
melons, leeks, onions, and garlic, but now our appetite is gone. There's nothing to look at but this manna. You could fill in the blank a lot. You What, what are some things that uh, God has brought you out of? And say you were in like a really, I'm trying to think, you were at a job and paid you a, a good amount of money. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll say that. I had a job paid me really good money, 80000 and I uh, walked away from it. And I, even the job before that, I remember I had a P card, like a credit card. I could go out, take clients out for lunch on the company dime. Um, I was able to go play golf for free uh, at different things and get paid to play golf, doing networking functions or whatever. I got free tickets to just about any event. That job was actually better than the job I was making $80,000 at. The job I had before that, I was a small business banker before I became an SBA portfolio manager. Anyway, I had all these perks, you name it. And yeah, free tickets to all the events at this bank I worked at in town. And yeah, there's times where I'm like, hmm, it'll be so nice to go back to that. But I was also miserable. I felt like I was in bondage. I felt like I couldn't really say the things I wanted to say. I couldn't freely like express talking about Jesus and God and my relationship with God. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Even Charles Stanley wrote a book about the importance of having Christians in the marketplace and being great employees in the marketplace. But I honestly, I think that's why I was so miserable. I was not called to be in the marketplace. I was called to do this. And so um, I learned a lot of lessons during that time. And I do feel like God is, I don't know. I have some ideas of where God is going to lead me and direct me next. But I, as tempting as it is, a lot of times I want to talk to my brothers. Like, oh. I do think at some point I will get another regular job. And I'm praying about it, what that's looking like. I have an idea what that's going to be. I'm not going to say it yet until I get it. But. What am I trying to say here? I'm really heavily leaning toward it not being what it used, what it was. Yeah. But a lot of times, yeah, I can relate to the children of Israel. Like, yeah, but uh, we ate fish. Oh, man. Yeah, because I had, there was always some kind of food, shindig, banquet. Once again, even having that P card, I could just take clients out for lunch tonight, like like to not not like really nice restaurants, but like nice restaurants, you know, um, you name it. I was I worked in the plaza, so there was a lot of restaurants around there that I could take people to, even Cheesecake Factory, or and have pay it on the company dime because it was business, it was work related, you know. I was trying to wind and dine a client, so get them to you know do their loan business with us and move over their business accounts and all that kind of stuff. So get buy equipment through us. Anyway, we were just talking about it. Just like, oh man, I can't believe I walked away from that. But hey, God has something bigger for me. All right, let me read that again. Who will feed us meat? 
you notice they say who will feed us like like they forgot who parted the Red Sea. They forgot who was their provider, who's giving them manna up until this point. We remember the free fish we ate in Egypt, along with the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now our appetite is gone. There's nothing to look at but this manna. So, yeah, they are highly disappointed. They are tired of this manna. What would the manna be for me? What is my manna? Just, yeah, the fact that I'm currently not making as much money as I used to make. So I currently don't really spend a whole lot on the type of food that I really would like to eat. Um, and not just that, like just the fact that I'm single and I haven't, I've been abstinent for going on two years now and just like man I used to at least be able to have relations very <laughs> carefully like once a month when I was married and now it's just like oh lord Jesus it's a struggle to um it's a struggle what else is my manna that I'm, I'm at times it's like god I wish I could go back to what I had before go back to Egypt even though that was slavery and I was bondage and I was miserable um I wasn't 100% miserable. I want to call my former marriage Egypt, but a lot of parts of it was kind of like Egypt. Anyway. All right, let me keep going before I get in trouble here. The manna resembled coriander seed. This is a long chapter. I forgot. Let's keep going. It's going to be a long episode. Let's keep it under 30 minutes. See if we can do that. Under Yeah, under 20, really. The manna resembled coriander seed, and its appearance was like that of bedellium, which is what's the, the, a yellowish, transparent gum resin. So it just looked like, um, probably looked like, it sounds like it looked like pancake batter. Or, yeah, some not-so-tasty grits or oatmeal. Even though I like oatmeal, but the just looking at it, and I eat oatmeal like every morning, but I can't imagine if that was like the only thing I ate for the rest of my life. The, uh, yeah, the man resembled coriander seed and its appearance is like that of bedellium. The people walked around and gathered it. They ground it on a pair of grinding stones or crushed it in a mortar, then boiled it in a cooking pot and shaped it into cakes. They made some cornbread. <laughs> It tasted like a pastry cooked with the finest oil. When the dew fell on the camp, they needed the finest oil because, yeah, that helped. Uh, when the dew fell on the camp at night, the manna would fall with it. So God provided for them every day. Verse 10, Moses heard the people, family after family, weeping at the entrance of their tents. The Lord was very angry. Moses was also provoked. So Moses asked the Lord, why have you brought such trouble on your servant? Why are you angry with me? And why do you burden me with all these people? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth so you should tell me? Carry them at your breast as a nanny carries a baby to the land that you swore to give their fathers? Where can I get meat to give all these people? For they are weeping to me. Give us meat to eat. I can't carry all these people by myself. They are too much for me. If you are going to treat me like this, please kill me right now. If I have found favor with you and don't 
let me see my misery anymore. So basically, Moses wanted to walk off the job. Moses was ready to quit. <laughs> Be like, Aaron, all right, bro, I got to go. You you take over. <laughs> Seth, my brother, and I were just joking about that. There's probably a lot of times Moses just wanted to walk off the job, just, just quit. But he didn't. He was faithful. And he was humble. And he brought all his problems to the Lord. So God, here's a perfect example. God is okay um, with us bringing our problems to him. But we need to make sure we check our attitudes and don't come across as complaining, but start off with being thankful, reminding God of, yeah, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you for providing for me. Thank you for doing this, 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 this. Thank you for all that you've done. Lord, these, I just have these concerns, these issues. I'm bringing them to you. And uh, whether or not they change or not, I'm good. Because ultimately, God, you are in control. I trust you. But it would be nice. Like right now, I'm like, Lord, it's been a long time. And I trust that your timing is perfect, that you have a divine plan. I don't want to get too far behind you or too far ahead of you. But in your timing, I know that you'll bring that wife for me. You will bring um, the right employment for me that I'll be walking in my purpose and my calling. I'll be able to eat um, some of the choice foods that I used to eat again. So anyway, where was I? All right. Verse 16. 70 elders anointed. The Lord answered Moses, bring me 70 men from Israel known to you as elders and officers of the people. Take them to the tent of meeting and have them stand there with you. Then I will come down and speak with you there. This is interesting that he had 70 men. 70 elders. I right, keep going. Take them to the tent of meeting and have them stand there with you. Then I will come down and speak with you there. I will take some of the spirit who is on you. The spirit is in capital S. So he's referring to the Holy Spirit. As far as I know, I will take something that spirit was on Moses and then he placed it on the 70 elders. I'll take some of the spirit that is on you. Just some of it, not all of it. Some of it who is on you and put the spirit on them. They will help you bear the burden of the people so that you do not have to bear it by yourself. So once again, this is a perfect example. Guys, women, men, fellas, we don't have to. I'm learning. That's why that's one of the main reasons why I go to church now is because especially when I go to the prayer meetings on Saturday mornings, like I can bring my burdens to other folks and I can hear their burdens and we can pray for one another, encourage one another. And, and it's not just some of the spirit we all have. If you're a child of God, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have a hundred percent, all of God's spirit on you, around you and inside you. And so when you gather in the ecclesia of other believers and Christians, but his, that power is on you and like when you feel weak there's strength in numbers just like the hey my friend Nath snuck up in here what are you doing over here oh I I'm not really talking to my broadcast over there but I will say hi real quick just because I see you in here but I'm uh recording for my podcast so feel free to come and go and listen as you want as you wish <laughs> it's in the eyeballs but yeah so when you're around other Christian believers and you're burdened by something like you're sad or you're depressed you're angry or whatever or you're dealing with some kind of financial issue or problem 
that's why it's good to have a church family because you can go and be surrounded by other Christians and other believers and they can encourage you and pray for you and they might even take up an offering and give you some money with it. I've had, had that happen before when my former wife and I were struggling. Um, one time we walked out to our van and we had those like envelope full of money. Like I can't remember how much it was. It was a good amount to help us out. And we've done that for other people too. So anyway, that's why the Bible says do not forsake the assembling of other saints because I know I know being around church people sometimes can be hard and the very people, some of the very people, just like in a family, like if you have a brother, you have a sister, mom, dad, the people closest to you can be the very, the sources of your greatest pain. Don't get me wrong. I've heard some stories in church of people just being lied on, just all, you, you name the problem, it happens in church and yeah, there are hypocrites in church as well. But that doesn't mean we should stop going to church and just you got to just trust that God has you there for a reason and you be the light even when other people can't be the light. Anyway, I think I've beat that horse enough. Sorry for that illustration for those of y'all love horses. Uh, Where was I? Where was I? Yeah. So, yeah, God poured out his spirit. Um, some of his spirit that was on Moses and gave it to the 70, 70 elders. And he said, they will help you bear the burden of the people so that you do not have to bear it alone because the children of Israel were getting on his nerves with all their complaining. And yeah, Moses sounded like he was ready to walk off the job. Verse 18, tell the people, consecrate yourselves in readiness for tomorrow. In other words, consecrate, set yourself apart. It's something serious. And you will eat meat because you wept in the Lord's hearing. Who will feed us meat? We were better off in Egypt. The Lord will give you meat and you will eat. You're going to eat all right. You will eat not for one day, not or two days or five days or 10 days or 20 days. As I said before in the last time I recorded this, when I see that, I think of uh, LeBron James, where he was like talking about we're not going when he went to Miami from Cleveland. He's like, we're not going to just win one championship, not one, not two. Not three. He was like, just kept counting like they're going to win all these championships. And anyway, jokes on him because now that's like a meme because he only ended up winning two championships out of his three years that he was in Miami. Anyway, that's what I think of when I was reading that. Anyway, back to the story. You will eat not for one day or two days or five days or 10 days or 20 days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and becomes nauseating to you. Because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and wept before him. Why did we ever leave Egypt? God was, yeah, it's funny because we don't think that God has emotions or that his feelings get hurt. But he has emotions and his feelings do get hurt. And this is a perfect example of, I'm right, be careful what you beg, wish or ask for the example I always use is like some of us who are single have would just like oh I really wish I had a husband or a wife somebody to cuddle up with at night somebody to like tell all my wildest dreams and write poetry to one another and have picnics in the park and I don't know yeah cook food for one another and 
yeah, and ultimately have relations um, <laughs> and all that. And then you just beg and beg and beg and beg and beg. And you might even like try to like force God's hand and be like, oh, that's the one I want and go after them at full force and trap them and try to have a, y'all having sex, whatever, and, you know, have a baby and try to get them to marry you. And then God is like, all right, you got what you want. And then they end up being like a thorn in your side for the rest of your life. Like you can't, y'all can't stand each other. Y'all just be arguing all the time. Just, you realize like, you name the problem. They breath stink, they fart stink. Everything they do annoys you. You can't stand their, their mom, your mother-in-law. <laughs> and you can't, they try to control you and don't let you like go to places you want to go. Or, you know, they're jealous. And you're like, why did I get married? Like the movie, Tyler Perry movie. Why did I get married? I haven't seen that in a long time. Anyway, that's the example I like, always like to use. Like, be careful what you beg for and ask for. These children of Israel, God is like, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. What more do you want from me? Like the, uh, the uh, Tyrese meme. He's like, what more do you want from me? It's like, I've done all these things for you. I delivered you out of Egypt and you still are complaining. I provided manna for you and you're still complaining. So you know what? Here you go. Here's your fish. It's gone. You're going to get so much. It's going to vomit out of your nostrils. All right. I think I've said enough about that. All right. God was not happy. (laughs) The Lord, but he still loved the children of Israel. That's why I still... Blows me away. He had a lot of grace for them. That's why I identify with the children of Israel so much because I've been like them so many times. Throw tantrums, complained, you name it. Begged for things that I shouldn't have had no business having. All right. Verse 23. The Lord answered Moses, is the Lord's arm weak? Now you will see whether or not what I have promised will happen to you. Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. He brought 70 men from the elders of the people and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord descended in the cloud and spoke to him. He took some of the spirit that was on Moses and placed the spirit on the 70 elders. As the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they never did it again. It was a one-time thing. This is a perfect example of like how sometimes the spirit of the Lord, well, I I still don't understand how it works. When you're a Christian, the spirit of the Lord resides in you on the outside of you all around you right but there's times where i guess his anointing or ability to do certain things like prophesy will flow through you and other times where it won't flow through you and i've heard the difference clearly when i've heard different people preach um or different people um do whatever this the holy spirit kind of comes and goes as he wishes and operates through people as he wishes but they never did it again. Two men had remained in the camp, one named Edad, Eldad, and the other, Medad. The spirit rested on them. They were among those listed, but had not gone out to the tent. And they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and reported to Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, assistant to Moses since his youth, responded, Moses, my lord, stop them. But Moses asked him, why are you, Moses asked him, are you jealous on my account 
If only all the Lord's people were prophets and the Lord would place his spirit on them, then Moses returned to the camp along with the elders of Israel. Interesting. Quail in the camp. Verse 31. A wind sent by the Lord came up and blew quail in the in from the sea. It dropped them all around the camp. They were flying three feet off the ground for about a day's journey in every direction. The people were up all day, all that day and night and all the next day gathering the quail. The one who took the least gathered 50 bushels and they spread them out all around the camp. While the meat was still between their teeth before it was chewed, the Lord's anger burned against the people and the Lord struck them with a very severe plague. So they named that place Kibroth Hadava, Kibroth Hadava. Because there they burned the people who had craved the meat. From Kibroth Hadava, the people moved on to Hazareth and remained there. Wow. It's gonna be some what you got to say to us, Tony. It's gonna be some interesting notes. Tony, Tony, Tony. In spite of his remarkable provision, Israel didn't try to hide their gripes from God. As a result, God's anger burned. He became literally as mad as fire is hot. In fact, he sent fire that consumed the outskirts of the camp. Once again, Moses interceded for his wayward Israelite brothers, praying for grace. God had graciously and supernaturally provided manna, bread from heaven. But these complainers couldn't stand to look at it. They were tired of the Lord's menu. Shockingly, they preferred the free food they had back in Egypt. The people were weeping like children, whining about what they had to eat for dinner. So in Moses' prayer, he basically said, Lord, what did I do to make you so mad at me that you loaded me down with this nation of crybabies? His exasperation brings us to the unimportant aside. Moses wouldn't be the last ministry leader to be overwhelmed by the spiritual immaturity of those under his care. But shepherding Israel was God's project, not his. Those who lead and feed God's people are under shepherds. The chief shepherd is the one who's really in charge. And not only is he able to supply his under shepherds with the resources they need to do the work he has called them to do, but he will also reward them for their faithfulness. God provided Moses 70 elders and officers to share. Yeah, once again, I always say God does not demand. He he is he loves faithfulness more than he is looking for perfection. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for Faithfulness. That's why it's in the end you want to hear good job well done, good and faithful servant. God provided Moses 70 elders and officers to share the leadership load. They needed to be competent and trustworthy men, but they also needed something even more important, the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, we see when people's like, Holy Spirit, that's New Testament. It's like, no. He's all throughout the Old Testament, going from Genesis all the way to Revelation. As we said earlier, Holy Spirit, when it said God, Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters, that was the Holy Spirit. When it said, let us, you know, make man and uh, let us do this, let us do that, let us create this, let us do that. That's, That's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. God declared he would take action to deal with those who clamored for meat, but the people would soon wish they never asked for it. 
God heard their complaints as a rejection of himself. Complaining about God's provision is rejecting him. Moses was at the end of his rope. His attitude was essentially this, Lord, these people are such a mess. I don't think even you can do anything for them. But God rebuked his prophet in no uncertain terms. The all-powerful creator is not weak. If he promised it, he will do it. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? All right, Joshua sought to protect Moses from what he saw as a challenge to his leadership. But Moses demonstrated why God's word calls him a very humble man. Rather than seeing the men as competition, Moses saw them as God's blessing intended to bring more glory to God. Similarly, the more people who know, obey, and teach God's word, the more the church is edified and God is glorified. That's why like some people love to attack that's one of the problems in our in the church right now. There's too much like of people trying to attack leadership and call people out for saying what they're doing is calling calling out leave it up to God, leave it up to the Holy Spirit to deal with false prophets. That's my take on like people that try to like make videos and do all these different things. If you feel seriously called to do that, to call out heresy and call out false prophets and call out, you know, people doing false teachings, um, there might be some scriptures that back up what you're doing. More power to you. But my personal take on it is like, God will separate the wheat from the shaft. God will separate uh, the weeds from the, yeah, like he'll he'll he's making a separation of the sheep from the goats. He's making separation from um anyone doing false teaching, they'll be exposed at some point. So and like it's like when I worked at the bank, the way to know the way to be able to know counterfeit money was to constantly look at the real thing. We constantly they showed us different pictures and all the different things to look for on the real dollar. You know what a you know all the different things on a real dollar, the little fibers on it, the the um, hologram that was on it, um, the shape, the cut, the feel of it. All these things helped you to know what a real dollar looked like so that when you saw a counterfeit, it was easier to determine counterfeits by knowing what the real dollar looked like. So that's my take on like people calling out all these, anyone they feel is like a counterfeit Christian. And at the end of the day, like, you'd be shocked. At some point, they could turn, like, God will convict them. And thing, there's a lot of pastors that things that they believed and they preached 10 years ago, they don't preach and believe now. They God is, like, correcting them on that stuff, their theology. So leave it up to the Lord to correct folks. Uh, what is the last part I was going to say? Moses is a very humble man. Yeah, as long as they're preaching Christ at the end of the day and Christ is exalted, um, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Goes for, like, Christian rap as well. Like, uh, man, there's all these videos out there talking about people like Lecrae are part of the Illuminati. That's between him and God. I don't know. But um, because the symbols that he throws up or whatever, the hook him horn and all. Anyway, somebody said it was like Baphomet. (laughs) Oh man, but uh, yeah, it's wild. Um, as long as Christ is being glorified, 
that's all that matters. God's meat delivery, God's meat delivery service rolled up to the camp in the form of quail that fell in droves. <laughs> God's meat delivery. It was grilling time. Yet before this meat was chewed, the Lord's anger burned against the people and the Lord struck them with a very severe plague. Thus, the ingrates had craved their way to the grave. So the survivors called the place Kibroth Hadava, Graves of Craving. Wow. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, your good father, your gracious father. Help us to not complain. Help us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, Lord. Help us to um, be thankful, have hearts of gratitude. And lastly, for those that don't know you, in the name of Jesus, I pray they will cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, your son Jesus, into their heart and genuinely ask, yeah, ask you to be their savior, their Lord and savior, the Lord of their life. Direct their steps from this day forward. And surround them with other Christians, Lord, and ecclesia, a body that can edify them and help bear some of their burdens that they were never meant to bear on their own. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. We got one, two, three. Three more chapters to go. And then for real, I'm going to stop because as much as my gun holiness of Aaron wants to just keep going. And finish out numbers. The mania kicking in. I realize like this this takes a lot of energy and concentration. So and I need to upload all these episodes. So it's gonna take some time. I gotta upload all these to the podcast. So here we go. Numbers twelve. Oh, how bad y'all. I gotta actually stop this recording and then restart I've had some good days I've had some hills to climb I've had some weary days Some lonely nights But when I When I look around And I think things over You know what? All of my good days Outweigh my bad days. I, I won't complain. Sometimes the clouds hang low. I can hardly see the road. I asked the question, Lord, Lord, why so much pain? But he knows what's best for me. Although my weary eyes, they can't see. 
So I'll just say thank you, Lord. I, I won't complain. God has been so good to me. Has he been good? He to me more than this whole world are you could ever be he's been so good to me you know what he did yeah he dried all of my tears away Turn my midnight in today So I'll just say thank you Lord I've been lied on, but thank you Lord I've been talked about, but thank you Lord I've been misunderstood, but thank you Lord You might be sick Body rocking with pain, but thank you, Lord. The bills are due. Don't know where the money coming from, but thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't. Yeah. I won't complain. It dries. It dries. It dries. Be dry, be dry, be dry, be dry, be dry, be dry, be dry. Every one of my tears away. Turn my midnight in today. So instead of complaining, I learned how to lift them hands, look up toward heaven, and say, thank you, Lord. Tell him, thank you, Lord. 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 I won't complain. I won't complain. I know it's time to go home, but I won't complain. I used to, but I won't. I could, but I won't. 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 Can you say yes? Say yes. Some of y'all been complaining. Some of y'all been mumbling. Some of y'all been grumbling. But you ought to thank God for bringing you this far. You ought to thank God for bringing you from a mighty long way. 
And it's all right. And it's all right. You have to stand on your feet and pray the Lord.